Hello, you're listening to the Hamilton Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hamilton Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about growing the business by focusing on the next big thing. We're talking about finding the bottleneck and scaling the business by asking the right question, reducing the noise and stopping us working on things that just don't move the needle, that are hard, but don't actually move us forward. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, afternoon. I'm okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. Um, well, we've just had a little discussion about what we want, what we want to talk about. And I mean, normally we talk about something that is something we've been doing during the week and all that kind of stuff. And 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 what came about was that I guess it came from people overcomplicating it, didn't it? Overcomplicating the the growth. Yeah. And um, one thing we're very keen on doing is finding the one big thing that moves the needle at any, at any one time. And we wanted to talk to that. So why don't you just kind of kick that, that discussion off? Yeah. And, um, well, it was interesting cause you, something you actually said to me via email this morning, actually. And, um, cause we, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a big, big meeting with a big client, a big e-com brand doing, you know, doing pretty well. And we're like, okay, you know, we're going to work with them now for quite a bit of time. We're going to like, what is the big thing? Like of everything that we could do, what's the big thing? And as we were chatting, I was realizing that, that, you know, we often say, well, what's going to move the needle? Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. We can do well, what's going to move the needle. And, um, and there's normally, there's normally like a couple of things. Sometimes there's only one thing. And, and it, it, it was also like, there's a business, there's a business here that we're looking at and it's like the, you know, there's a temptation. I think, I actually think most businesses feel like this. There's a temptation to feel like everything's broken, mm. like everything's broken, everything's wrong. Nothing's good enough. And the problem is with that is you, you obsess with the things that are broken mm. and it isn't always the things that are broken that are going to move the needle. And the truth of it is, it is a continual feeling as someone who's been running my own business businesses for 20 years. I mean, you and I've been doing this for 20 years and like, and we've seen so many e-com businesses and our own e-com brands and our own businesses. And like, I've always had the feeling that everything is always broken and it's a continual thing. And, um, and when I say everything's always broken, I'm being dramatic, but there is a, you know, there is a sort of, overwhelming feeling like oh i've got to fix that the product page isn't good enough and our stock control isn't good enough and our customer service could be better you know and our our, our checkout needs to be improved and our you know our photography isn't good enough like you, there's just that feeling all the time like it's all broken and i think the other the other thing as well that i can see econ businesses doing and they, this is also a mistake is that they think that certain projects are really technically challenging like let's say it's like an integration into some 
you know, bespoke software mm. or maybe your back office account system or or you're trying to really figure out how to configure this app, you know, to get the most out, like some silly, crazy upsell app or some sort of like crazy tiered upsell thingy. And you like really, really focusing on it and it's consuming you and you spend ages trying to get it right. And you do eventually, it, you know, it, it, yeah, you do it and you go, oh, I didn't actually do what I was expecting it to do. Because it's like it took a mountain of effort. So therefore you think, well, obviously it's going to really move the needle and it, and it, 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 it it can sometimes, but other times it doesn't. And it's it's like, you know, the, the you know, the effort and reward thing, it doesn't just because it's hard and it's complicated doesn't actually mean it's gonna move the needle. And most of the time, when we have worked, and if I actually think all of the time, I I can't think of an example when we haven't gone into an econ business and gone that there's this there's this big thing, right? This is what you've got to focus on. Like, well, this is the thing. And it's different for everybody. You know, it's not the same for everybody because we all have different econ businesses and it's not all one size fits all. You know, just as you walk down the high street, you see different shops, Screw Fix Direct, are going to be laid out differently to the jewellery store, to the clothing store, you know. And it's, it's, that's why it's different. And shoppers shop in different ways. But there's always been one or two things. And I think it's very, very, very important to remember mm. Right, what's going to move the needle? So what should we focus on? And obviously it does change over time, but like, what's the big thing mm. that we've got to get right? Because get that right. Because also, and I say, sorry, I'm gonna, I'll stop speaking in a minute. But when there's a slight downturn in the market, or when you're not hitting your targets that you did last year, there's a huge, huge overwhelming compulsion to go into what's broken, Right, it's because of this, it's because of this, it's because of this. And you start to lift the lid on all manner of things in your econ business, like everything. Mm. And you're like, you start to question the dev and the and what the front end's done and support tickets and the hosting and all sorts of things. And you go so deep. And when everything's going well, you, you don't. You don't go into those things. And it's it's very dangerous to go down that road because all that happens often is that you obsess over things that are causing you problems but they don't actually move the needle mm -hmm. and you take the eye off the ball and you've got to go right back and go hang on a minute yeah okay there's loads of little things that have been broken but they've been broken for a long time and then and when i say broken i mean they're not perfect and there'll be loads of things in the future but what is going to fundamentally drive the needle and I t move the needle. And I'll tell you one thing that we always do in our own econ brands. We say, right, how can we double what we're doing now? Like, what could we do to double it? Like, we don't say, how can we get a little bit of a margin here and there? It depends on what size you are. But I always say, you know, with our demo store now, we're like, well, how can we double it? And when we say that, and when we answer that, well, we stop, we stop faffing around with some... And I'm not saying don't do this, but some little split test hither and here, here and there. We go right. We've got to fundamentally take ROAS down to two. We've got to get lifetime customer value to three times a year. We've got to massively increase the email database. Like, okay, that was three things, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, but like, it forces us 
to to go and to make a big big decision because we know it's going to move the yeah. needle, and it makes things a lot simpler. Anyway, over to you. What do you? Well, think? I, it it's, it kind of ties into. Let, let me tell you a story about someone I was working with with last week. But then we had them this week. We had a, a meeting with this week, but I've been working with them for a while. They sell uh, spare parts in, in Australia. Great business, sitting. You know, they were probably doing around about a million. And I came on board and I was like, gosh, this business could be doing, you know, easily do five, five, 10 million if, if, if they sort stuff some stuff out. So um, I, I used to be, I used to be a mechanical engineer right back in the day. That's why I trained at university is in. And, and we learned this thing called the theory of constraints by Eli Goldratt, who was an Israeli guy. And I remember just blowing my mind that the books he wrote, because he kind of writes the books as a, as a kind of fiction story. And um, it's they were they were really good, and I, I really enjoyed it. And what it what it comes down to is it is is any system, any business system, has a constraint, and that becomes the bottleneck. And you focus on the bottleneck, and you optimize the bottleneck, right? Now, um, with a manufacturing company, the bottleneck tends to stay in the same place most of the time. But with an e-commerce business, the bottleneck will move around a lot more. So this company. Um, you know, basically, they, 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 the, the bottleneck was they couldn't spend any more money on, on Google Ads because they were not getting the ROAS they needed. So the first thing was to do was to put trust and credibility onto the website. So put a lot of trust and credit, credibility onto the website. And they did that in, a, in, a, in about a couple of weeks. Put, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have to go and redesign the website. Just put a lot of stuff on the site. I said, stick this here, do these things here, do all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then... Just from the existing traffic they're getting from Google Ads, they started to get much bigger customers being interested in them. They were getting like the mom and pop people kind of wanting to kind of uh, fix their stuff around the house. And now they're getting like big hotel chains and bigger customers. I think they said they got like six, talking to six huge Australian big B2B customers that they, they wouldn't have seen before. Because basically, they were a big business or a big-ish business. Well, you know, there was a medium-sized business doing a lot of business, but they looked like a very small business. So we, 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 we fixed that, fixed the trucks to credibility. So we then start spending more and mm -hmm. they start, you know, doing a lot, lot more orders. And then the bottleneck moves to how many emails they can, they can cover a day. So basically... Um, they get about, used to get about 100 emails a day because, you know, obviously people are asking, is this part going to fit and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's quite hands-on with email. So we started to build an overseas team for the email. They've got one. They're going to take on probably three or four. Um, and they know they be, need to be able to cope with like 500, 600 emails a day. They'll probably put in some kind of like uh, AI at some point to kind of help answer the questions. That becomes the bottleneck. So they can't spend more until they fix the email. Um because now they're getting floods and floods of customers coming in, but they need, they've got more email. So you can see that mm. fundamentally any one time, there is one big thing that's going to move the needle, move the needle. And it does, and it does, it really does tend to be, how can I spend yeah. it? You know, that, 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 you know, it paid, how can I increase my advertising budget? And if you answer that question, if you focus on that question, you say, well, in order to do that, in order to, you know, let's say I'm, you know, I'm spending twenty twenty thousand dollars a month, and I'm getting a ROAS of two point five. And you think, well, I can't go any further than this. Or maybe, maybe to make the example slightly better, you're getting a ROAS of five. You say, well, okay, how could I, how could I work at a ROAS of three? Mm -hmm. 
Well, in order to do that, I'd have to increase my life to increase mm. my value from 1.2 times a year to 1.5 times a year. And then I could do it. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. That's it. That's what I've got to go, I've got to go and do. And then you focus on it, well, and then you you know you look at when's the easiest time to get increase your lifetime customer value when they've yeah. just bought. Okay, the second sale. So there, you know it does tend to be that does tend to be the constraint, and I think is it's very it's so tempting now in any ecom business, anyone listen to this to 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 have a look at your development schedule and things that you're doing with your time, and go, am I moving the needle? And have a look at everything that you've got. I mean, if you know, you should have a roadmap. You should have a to-do list of some point, you know, something. But you just look, just look down it and go, is that it? all these things? Am I absolutely confident that this is the big thing right now? So, because if it isn't, because often you're just busy fools. I mean, I've done this for years, mm. years. I've done, I've had moments in my, in my where I've, I've been flat out, but actually not fundamentally moving the needle. I'm sure everybody's had moments like this. But looking through, I mean, we were, we were just looking through one or two other little stories that we've had. And there were just some some people that, that, that came, up, came up off the back. And I, I don't necessarily need to mention names, but there was, a, there was should, we, should I just yeah. read a couple out? There was, there was somebody selling speakers, like Bluetooth speakers, a big brand of Bluetooth, a very well-known brand of, of Bluetooth speakers. And we kept saying to them, why buy from you? Why buy from you? Because they're all selling the same mm. product. And it's like, why buy from you? Why buy? Yeah, well, you could go and redesign your checkout, but well, how is that going to answer the question, why buy from you? Well, what, and, and, and it, it came that it was a, a six-year warranty, a price match promise, and a mm. free gift. And then once they realized that, that's what it was, then those things had to be put in the place where people saw them. And then that was the fundamentally... That was answered that mm. question, and then there was an artist selling selling his own artist materials, um, and his own artistic products, and that was all about building an audience. It was email, it was growing his email database. That was the massive mm. thing. And then look at um, look at our demo store, our bedding our bedding site. It's all about trust and credibility in yeah. the offer, and an email. Yeah, isn't it? I remember, and then. Um, Furniture retailer selling homeware. It was all about average order value. Average order value was £35. Can't scale it. It's too low. Got to get the average order value up. That was, that was a thing. The fashion, the men's tailoring business, it was about lifetime customer value. How could we get lifetime customer value from 1.4 to 1.8? Yeah. Because that, that was like for no extra effort. We, you know, we could massively take them to the I next I think place. one of the big... One of the big really? things to think about is is your own sanity as you're growing. And if you do the things in the wrong order, you're not going to see any any correlation between what you're doing and, and what's happening. And like, you know, sometimes you, you, you realize that. But like, let's say you've been optimizing. You think, right, I'm going to go and change this this business around. And you've been doing something for three months. And, and maybe those things are going to make difference over six months 12 months those kind of things but it's difficult to do that to keep going with the same enthusiasm if you're not seeing any gains so like mm. what i like to do in a business is go and do something that's going to move the needle straight away so it gives us some kind of that you're kind of like saying yes we're in the right direction that happened that worked and and that helps kind of 
flush through everything else. So if you do like, yeah. And you know yeah. what? It doesn't have to be perfect no. as well. Like if you know, if you if you think, okay, this is the thing that's going to move the needle. I'm going to get going with that immediately, and I'm going to roll that out. I'm going to do it. Let's say, for example, it is dramatically increasing the email mm. acquisition. You know, and you could start to test that now, straight away. Going, you know what? I really need to get my email database yeah. bigger. And by the end of the year, I want it to be on 400,000. And I'm on 200,000 now. You know, really set that your mission. It doesn't need to be perfect, does it? You know, you could start, get going, and and just and start that process and then reiterate from yeah. there. Yeah. Can't you? I cut you off then. I don't know. I remember now. Really excited. Well, it was just, it was just, it's just kind of finding the thing and doing it and then giving yourself the feedback to say, well, I'm in the right direction. Because what you were saying before is a lot of the time, the things that, that, that like, like, let's say how we view, view an e-commerce site. If you view, and people, people do this, but they start, you know, they get so close to their website and we, we do the same that when you think about growing revenue, start to think of it as a hard, a hard problem, a big problem. And when we think of it as a hard, big problem, we tend to look for hard solutions to fix the big problem. And so therefore we kind of go, well, I'm going to go and do this hard problem because it's a hard solution. I'm not saying that that is, mm. is wrong, but you've got to make sure that things that, that are a lot of effort actually give you big results. But on the flip side of that, I think that, you know, like people, often look for massive simplicity into the business and sometimes that's not the answer like simplicity will be be eaten by complexity right so like a good example of that is you know our father ran bakeries in in in, in stoke-on-trent and they were fantastic you know for for the family and then the supermarkets came in and obviously the the supermarket started eating some of our our business we did very well because we became a craft baker and, and changed the market but before that we could literally sell sliced bread, like, you know, hotcakes, that's what we were selling. And I mean, this was probably before I was born, to be honest. But what I mean is someone came into the market that was way more complex than us and would would eat, eat our simplicity because they, you know, they got big plant bakers, they got the supermarkets were all across the country, they got big distribution, There's so much more complexity there that that they, they were able to eat up our simplicity. So, you know, if you think about an e-commerce side if you've got something let's say let's say you're selling um i'm just looking at a table tennis table let's say you're selling a table tennis table and you're only selling a table tennis table and then you're selling against somebody else who's selling a table tennis table and maybe other things for the table tennis room and bats and an ongoing sub, uh, subscription for lessons and all that kind of stuff they've got more complexity in the business but they can sell to the customer at a much lower ROAS on the front end because they've got these other upsells. Probably a table tennis table is a bad example because what the hell do you have buy after a table tennis table, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, um, balls, balls, bats. Yeah, bats. but it's not really, it's not significant, is it? It's not really significant, but you know, if you're selling, no, it's more yeah, of a one so like, Let's say a home decor store yeah. that just specializes in lighting. Right, they just specialize in lighting, and people are, you know, doing up their living room and the lighting. And you sell lighting that's in a certain style, and then you're, you're selling against a shop that does the whole style for the whole room, and they can sell all the other stuff to, the, to them. They've got more com 
complexity in the business because they've got more greater product range, but they're going to eat you. Well, what can happen is, yeah, because because they they their lifetime customer value and their average order value yeah. bigger, bigger, so they can afford to go and be more slightly more aggressive. And it, I mean, I think, I think it's it's funny. I think in e-commerce, I think it, on one hand people massively overcomplicate mm. it, and on the other hand, they they they're looking for the magic yeah. wand, um, and the magic wand really. If there is a magic wand, um, which there isn't, but if there if there was a magic wand in e-commerce, it's understanding two things. It's understanding what's the job to be done, like what do people mm. want, and the second question is what are they anxious about, like what would stop yeah. them buying. And so you know, take the example of the table tennis table that you said before. If it was your own brand of table tennis table, well, what do they want? Well, they want a really, really good quality, very durable, um, fantastic craftsmanship table tennis table that lasts mm. for ages. How do we how do we prove that that's the case? Well, we have to show trust and credibility that people raving about this table tennis table, and we have to show the credibility of, of third party people like magazines that. That people trust saying this is the top ten table tennis mm. table, and that's what we would yeah. do. What are they anxious about? Well, what happens if it breaks? What happens if it it, it, it corrodes? If it's outside, yeah. what happens if it doesn't fit? What happens if it, it you know it's it's the wrong it's the wrong color, etc. etc. And then you de-risk it. But it's it's knowing what do people want. You know what is it that's actually the job to be done. And I think those are those are the things that we tend to find, and where where the the, the you know the energy mm. should be in most econ businesses. What you know, why are people actually there? Why would they buy? Well, from it's kind of coming. Place? Like I guess it's coming back to the complexity thing. Is like you're adding complexity in the simplest way possible, aren't you? You know, so like when we were working with a homework uh, company, um, you know, they were selling lots of knickknacks and vases and all that kind of stuff. And we said, your average order value is too low. You need to go and do other things. And we researched the markets for them. And we said, well, lighting and crockery seems to be, you know, a couple of places that people are selling loads and loads and loads of like huge markets. And this would be great because you can send it out mm -hmm. to your email list and you'll be able to sell these things. Because it, when people think of your business, they think of you as someone who does this, like, so they, the people thought, you know, in their in their customer's mind, they thought this customer, this this business, made the house look pretty. So that's their brand. So then you can go well if they think if they believe that they can we can make their house pretty, then we can add lighting, we can add crockery because that that ties around with the brand. What we can't add is like solar panels. We can't start solar panels for the roof because that's not that's not what our brand represents to them. But, you know, by adding those other categories, yeah. obviously they're adding more complexity to the business. So it's not about, it's not always about like simplifying things down to like the naughty state, you know, because if you were simplifying that business, you just get rid of all the products apart from the best sellers and sell them. Well, I, t I tell you, well, I, uh, yeah, you're right. But I would know, take, take the bedding store now, yeah. like the demo store that we've got. Like we've got conversion rate pretty much there like it's okay the site itself has got quite a lot of trusted credibility on it it's de-risked it we've got you know 60 day try at home we've got a big offer in place you know we're getting good email you know, you know it's 
it's pretty much there. Now, the only way we can scale and double this business now is if we increase the average order value and the lifetime customer value, mm. mainly the average order value. So that's what we need to focus on because anything else we did, and I mean anything, is not going to have as bigger impact on increasing the average order value and increasing mm. the lifetime customer value. Because it's just it's just not going to move the needle yeah. enough to take us to the to take us yeah. to double it. So the next big next thing level. for us is increasing the average order value, which Ian and I have been talking about for a while, but we haven't done anything about it. But like there's there's quite a few things on the site we could do to just get the average order value of the existing customers up. So that's our next big thing. After we've done that, yeah, then it's really going to be a case of adding other categories, like some best selling categories, and talking to some of the other big brands we've known gone to you know yeah. 20 million and say well what 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 category should we be adding next you know because it's not with a lot of the times with with these businesses we're not like selling something new we're selling something that's been sold before and we've got contacts who've sold those things before and, and have sold those businesses and you just go and ask them you know thank you very much i've connected the dots i've connected dot 11 can you give me dot 12 i'd just like to fill that in please so uh, do you know, I, do, I think the other thing is as well is when you when you're a smaller business, you smaller e-com business, and maybe you're doing you know, a cut you know you know cut up to a couple of million, no zero to two three million. You know, you look at the big guys, the big e-com businesses, and you you think there's some sort of like magic, like thing that they're doing. Like there's some like they really know what mm. they're doing. And honestly, I can promise you this. When, but Mark and I are in the in the fortunate position to go and meet a lot of these big e-com brands as well. And when you're inside them, you realise that they're worrying about the same stuff that you're mm. worrying about, and they've got that they haven't cracked it. There isn't there isn't you know, they're not super slick and super efficient. They might look shiny on the outside, but inside there's the same mm. <laughs> problems. They're just bigger, and I think often. They've got to that stage because they've pushed it harder. Um, they might have been more aggressive with ads, you know, a long time ago. And they've just they've just pushed it more, you know, they've just gone mm. for it. Um, but also, I mean, the interesting, you know, the, the business that we're talking to at the moment, like, you know, they're doing um, about 40 million. And, you know, there's there's some categories that are doing 10 million. There's a bunch of categories that are doing 500,000 mm. and they're tiny, you know, but so it's like you look at the category and they want to get to 100 million and you look at the category that's, um, you know, 500,000. So well, we've got to get that category of 500,000 to 4 million in the next two years. So you, t you break it down into just that mm. little bit and it becomes and like, you know, well, with that category there, you're doing 500,000 now, you want to be 4 million. Well, there's a business over here that's quite a small business that's doing mm. three million in that yeah. one category, yeah. like you know. So I, I, I just think I think there's a there's a there's an there's an illusion that that the big guys have cracked it and they know they've got this secret magic formula. And I think often they haven't, and it it it, it does come down to the fundamental one thing, basics. Whilst you were talking, then the is I was just thinking, trying to think about like a lot of the people that that we scaled very successfully. Like it seemed to be the founder is still engaged and curious. Like you, can you think of anybody mm. where 
the founder has been not involved and curious where it's grown. Like, because these are small businesses, obviously, and you know, not, not when we like went to work for HP. We're not talking. We wouldn't go and talk, speak to the founder of HP. Mm. We talked to the, the head of e-commerce. But you know, like when it's when it's a business between I don't know zero and um, even even probably like 10, 10 million. Yeah. Like it's 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 like if the founder has kind of delegated it to um, like a team. Well, I think sometimes the founder can, you know, they may have sold, you know, and they may yeah. they may have brought in a management team or or something. But no, I think you're right. I think what you're saying is, um, is that you know, the, and it possibly is just that because we've been working with the founder, mm. we've been able to get I them think that, to see. But it's what also the authority the from the founder that they can do a lot of the times because. I find this with my own team, like when they're talking to somebody, they'll have a certain conversation. But when I come into the conversation, I can say to them, I can come into that, even if even if it's a client, and I'll say, no, that's a stupid thing to do. Don't do that. Let's go and do this. And there's a certain authority as a, as a founder of a business that you can do that, where you can't really do. It's hard to do that when you're in the team because... Well, do you know what I think? I think, yeah, I think, do you know what the founders tend to know better than others? They know they know what yeah. the customer wants. I think that's what they often know. So they, they and I remember there was a there was a business that we talked about, quite a famous business in Manchester, selling um like hair accessories and and, and like they did really well because they knew one thing, but they didn't really understand much about bounce rates yeah. and you know, average order values and things like that. But what they did know was the job to be done. She she knew what yeah. the customers wanted. She knew what they wanted. And yeah, she knew what and she's selling a high margin product. She was and selling a high margin product into a customer yeah, into a customer base that wanted it, and she just scaled it like really really quickly. Yeah, and so they may, may, you know maybe maybe that you know, that's the one thing that founders can often bring. But I think you can also something. I mean, so there's a bit of, there's a bit of me that goes. I get quite worried when I go into an e-com business when there is an e-commerce manager who, uh, I, I, this is really controversial what I'm about to say, I don't even know whether I should what it say is. this, but, well, it depends what it is, I know, but I, 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 at the risk of offending people sometimes, I get slightly worried when we go into a, a, an e-com brand where there's an e-commerce manager who has worked at, um, you know, one or two e-com businesses before, you know, for four or five years yeah. in each one. When they when they start to think they 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 can replicate what they've yeah. done before, and they don't they end they end up don't yeah. they don't listen to basic logic because they go no oh, no 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 this is this is what I've done. Before. I exactly had the same conversation. Was, yeah, it's like with, a completely. Yeah, I had the same conversation with Lorcan this week. Yeah, about because he's looking about hiring another e-commerce manager. Right, sells musical instruments in Ireland. Yeah, and I said the worst thing you can do is get somebody from an e-commerce business who's been successful that's a completely different model to yours because they'll come in, they'll think that this e-commerce yeah. model is the same as theirs, and they'll try and do the same thing. You know, we we actually saw someone who came from. Oh, yeah. I think it was Bowden who came into. Um, you you've crossed the line. Now. All right, we won't say Christ. where he went. 
I went you can't went. say, you can't and say anyway, anything. They, they tried to run it like Bowden, and it, it was a high-street brand, and it, it, it went bankrupt. killed it. Do you know what? He, he definitely... He definitely won't be listening to this because because one of the one of the parameters that often people like that have yeah, is they think true. you know it all. They think they know it all, and they won't listen. There's no way they'd be listening no. to this podcast <laughs> or reading no. the book. Yeah. Um, but they should be because they realise that you and I try. You know, we're very humble, uh, very open and honest, and we'll cut through the bullshit because because you know we're we're learning yeah. things every day. And we've seen thousands of e-commerce businesses, and every single time we meet an e-commerce business, we go, "Wow, they're doing that bit really well. That's cool." And they're doing that, like you know, there was something that happened the other day that someone there was a business that we found that got loads of great reviews. Did I say this last week? I can't remember. It was a business that was getting loads of great reviews on Trustpilot. It's like, you know, had like fifteen thousand reviews on Trustpilot, and they're only turning over about you know, two or two three million. And how's got so many? And this is all what we. We send um before when we send the um you know when the email goes to get the review you know it's like it's an email from us as a family and there's mm. a little video there and you know we we present you know our, you know we're a little family you know we're not a big company but we're really proud of who we are and what we do and basically you know, we'd really appreciate if you gave us the courtesy if you're not happy with anything mm. please let us know and we'll sort it out straight away <laughs> and they and they said that. Loads of people then emailed and said, oh, I was going to give you a one star, but because I've, re- I've watched your video and the nice email you told me about your family and your kids, you know, I, I, you know, I'll, um, you know I, I'm not going to give you a one star. I, I'm, I'm letting you know, can you help? And they would then sort it out immediately, and then that customer would then yeah, give them a five-star yeah. review. So simple. It's like, yeah. it's really obvious. So simple, really obvious, nice little things. But, yeah, coming back to that, um, you know, I think maybe the founder is the one that's the, got the passion and also is open because they genuinely want to grow and they're excited about it and they listen yeah. to stuff because they, they don't know e-commerce n- as well as they know their market. And that's perfect, yeah. really. You know, that is mm. the perfect bit, you know, recipe you've got because, because you can get the e-com stuff. It's easy, it's simple, it's straightforward. What you need to know is, is absolute cast iron understanding of who your customers are what mm. they want and what they don't want and, and 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 why people should should buy from you and i think that's that's really really important that yeah the last thing you should do is come and do it anyway i do but i mean basically moving the needle i mean coming right back to the start you know focus on focus on the things that are you know everyone asks the question now how can we mm. double what do we do yeah what do we need to do you know, what, yeah, because I think you, even if you're not going to double, like let's say even if it's massively impossible to double, if just asking the question, like, well, if you know, if I'm spending 20k a day on Google Ads, how can I spend 40? Like, just asking that question suddenly means you kind of you kind of throw away all the little little you know if you little bycatch all the stuff and you focus on catching the shark or catching the whale, don't you? You know, it's it's um it's the yeah. it, it's the thing that actually matters. And it's that kind of mindset that goes, right, what we're going to do. Yeah. And you know what? Going back to the podcast we recorded last week where we were saying, be careful of obsessing about mm. conversion rate. It's, it's actually a similar type of story yeah. because you know, there's the feeling, well, if I focus on my conversion rate, I'm going to get that amazing. You know, everything's going to magically fall into shape. But, you know, yeah. it's not enough. It's not enough. You can't just go and, you know, optimize the you know, the add to cart button. 
and the add to cart. You you know you can't you know if even if your add to cart percentage went from six percent to nine percent, yeah. you know in most cases isn't going to be enough to get you mm. from two million to ten million. It isn't. You've got to you've got to go. Oh, not got to do that. But whilst I'm doing that, I've also got to be going and massively increasing my lifetime customer value because I'm not I'm not going to get to ten by just doing this. So it's 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 just asking yourself those those yeah those big questions. It's a good it's a good topic, and it's I would say that's something that we've probably done quite well with is figuring out what is going to move the needle, what's a waste. Well, of time. a lot of the time we're you know we we we're, you know. we come in and we've got to turn things around, haven't we? That's that's the thing. So like we're not going to go and mess with. Well, we've seen little, so many things. You know. No. No, because we've got to, we've got to, mm. we've got to go for it quick because mm. we've only got a short amount of time. But I think it's just we've just seen so many, mm. so many times that people have failed to move the needle, and we know yeah. we know that they're going to yeah. fail. <laughs> so we enjoy it. No, don't. I'm jo- and we like to see of course people succeeding. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's so exciting and it's thrilling, mm. and we 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 know we know. No, anyway, we're all good. We're all good. Shoot off go. to my next appointment, and okay. I'll speak to you next week. Yeah. D. Well, I'm going to bed. You go. Awesome. To Thank work. you very much, Ian. Nice. Bye. Okay, Mark. Cheerio.